0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of The Gospel According to Stupid. I'm Johnny Waters, and holy fuck, it's been like four months since I've done one of these podcasts. I miss it terribly. Um, holy fuck. Like, how did this happen? Um, yeah, much apologies to anybody who is still listening to this podcast, but it seems like uh, you folks either really had the chance to catch up or find us or or whatever, which is fucking phenomenal. Um... Even though I think some folks at this point are like, it's fucking dead, um, which is fine. I totally understand. If I had a podcast that died for four months without being like, ah, I'm coming back, which I promised I would, and here I am promising I'm going to stay on, uh, <laughs> that I would probably leave. But for those of you who are loyal and probably have it subscribed and was like, oh shit, I was listening to that. Um, thank you for your loyalty. Uh, and if you could write a review on I- Apple iTunes, that'd be v- even better. Yeah, so what have I been doing for the last four months? Um, so here's the deal, man. Uh, the last four months has been kind of a weird craziness time for the Johnny Wah and, and friends. Um, not like, oh, fuck, we, you know, a lot of bad things happen, but uh, it's just a busy, busy time. Because what happened was, let's see, so the last time was August, right? And so birthday month of September kind of just got in the way as well as, um, mostly just us trying to figure out what the fuck's going on, and I um, was trying to just put out, push out as many books as possible, and I was getting inundated with a bunch of them, which is great, which is wonderful, I, I absolutely enjoy it, but I, there's only so many hours in the day, and I can only, could at that time, spoilers, uh, only attack like a couple of hours at night, um... So it was kind of rough at the time, you know, uh, to, um, to try to finish anything that I was kind of, uh, what, what I was getting, you know, cause you get a a particular book and it takes 30 hours to kind of do, and you're only doing maybe two, three, you know, at most, maybe a night and social whatever's and, uh, you know, <laughs> obligations kind of take precedence, and then, you know, goddamn animals get in the fucking way, uh, which we love. Um, but anyway, uh, suffice to say that we uh, got ourselves a house, me and the Laurel, uh, which is fucking great. We super upgraded. Um, it cost a, a chunk of change just to make it happen, but um, we're, we're in the good right now, I think. Um, so what happened was our, our wonderful apartment complex gave us like a week to figure out if we were giving our 60 day notice. Uh, cause some places only been like, Hey, give us a month to let us know if you're going to leave or not. Uh, this place was like, Hey, you need to give us notice before you give notice kind of thing. It was like 60, you know, that's fucking two months, man. That's kind of a lot for us to just kind of figure out what we're doing and, um, within, within a month, we had, we were in contract with, with a house, and, uh, we moved out to, uh, a little place out here that happens to be near an army base, um, which is nice, uh, and we got a really good deal for the amount of house we got, uh, and it's marvelous, um, but, yeah, there's really no buts, it's, it's much smaller than, than the capital city of Idaho, which I'm sure most of you from metropolitan areas are like, fuck you, um, which is fine, totally, because uh, I'm pretty sure most of any city that I've ever been to or lived in could fit in most metropolitan, you know, like skyscrapers easily. But you know, let's not compare, you know, fuck you. Uh, so that's pretty much why I haven't been posting up a bunch of Bible things. Um, been trying to keep up. It's just I. I couldn't do it and then uh, I got a super secret deal that I can't really talk about uh, until things start getting kind of posted it's nothing <laughs> it's nothing crazy but it's it's enough for me to make the huge jump that I did which became a full-time uh, voiceover guy so if you want you've if you have a business or if you're just looking for some guy to say some shit um, I'm your man Totally, because if you like hearing the voice that's talking to you about the Bibble, because he has no expertise in that at all, beyond his own like, oh, hey, let's check this shit out. Um, yeah, this is your way to go. Um, I should be getting a website put up here pretty soon. If not, uh, I certainly at least like a placeholder website sort of deal uh, before I get the super nice kick one, you know, maybe like a Weebly site for free or some shit. You know, and at that point, I'd just probably copy-paste and things. But until then, uh, I have a bunch of work that needs to get done, among which is the Gospel According to Stupid becoming at least a weekly, if not twice a week, sort of deal, right? Which would be super fucking rad. Uh, and we'll see about getting guests and things, but we'll, we'll, that's, that's been a promise that's been like four years in the making. Um, so I just want to say thank you guys for, for listening. This might be a bit of a longer episode, uh, because I'm going to give you guys kind of a summary and then we're going to, um, kind of hop right back into, uh, the, (coughs) the, the thing, the, the actual, the bibble, um, just so that we can actually kind of get back onto the rails of things, but it's been so long and I'm hopeful that some of you folks uh, have caught up or or what have you, and, um, and are just waiting for that next, like, chapter or thing to happen, right? Um, yeah, so what else is new? Uh, well, I've got my new office kind of set up. I'm, I'm waiting for some nice acoustic foam to be showing up probably today, which I'm super excited about. Um, let's see, uh, we got a brand new kitty. His name's O'Malley, he's a little orange motherfucker, Um, and he is slowly but surely becoming my cat, I guess, in the best way that you can kind of put it. Um, He's about two and a half months old, I think, right now, Um, and he's just a fantastic little buddy uh, who I very much adore. And I hope he stays around for a while, but he's, he's making waves and he's best friends with Alfred and... Uh, Moby hates everyone except for Laurel, so th- that hasn't changed, but um, I may post a couple of pics of, of the O'Malley just for you guys to be like, oh, he is a person, kind of, maybe. Mm. Anyway, um, that clicking sound you were hearing was me just getting shit kind of back on track. Um, but we're on the second book of Samuel, right? Um, and I, for those four months, have no idea what's kind of been going on. Uh, but before we get to that portion of the the Piddly Podcast, uh, let us jump into the old shit that we, uh, that I've done for most things. <laughs> and let's do, uh, who the fuck's been listening to my goddamn podcast? And it's been about four months, uh, August 5th, I think it was like the last time I put something up, oh my god. Uh, But since then, you guys have made my numbers jump up real nicely. Um, In the sense of like, holy shit. Uh, But I mean, that means about 300 some per month, which, hey, that's a lot better than what I usually get. Uh, So apparently I'm I'm coming right around. Um, So let's see. How the fuck did I do this Uh, for the top countries who are listening? Uh, to this wonderful podcast. Uh, the top ten countries. Let's see. Let's go. Um, with number ten, we have Ireland. Hello, guys. I just re uh, actually, I just got back from my folks again. Since just buying the house, I'm getting a bunch of things that were at my parents' house and now uh are gonna be in my house. I guess it's in my car still, but uh, I have a sweater, uh, uh a hoodie from Ireland uh, that has Ireland on it. I'm like, oh, cool. That's a remembrance remembrance of me going. Uh. To such a place. Absolutely loved it there. There was everyone's super nice. Everyone had the accent, which is a fucking retarded thing for me to say. Uh, and I cannot wait to go back someday. I don't know when or really how, but uh, eventually I, I plan on making that happen. Uh, the Republic of Korea. Holy fuck, you guys! <laughs> I think you're South Korea, right? If that's, I don't know. Fuck. Uh, number nine. Uh, at eight, Canada. Uh, number seven, South Africa. Hey, guys. Uh, six, Australia. All right. Uh, number five, the Russian Federation. Hey, guys. Uh, number four, Germany. We have at number three, Norway. Numero dos, United Kingdom. And sitting peachy keen on tippity top is the U.S. of A with quite a bit. So that's, you know, eh, I live in the U.S. of A. So that works out well that, like, <laughs> you motherfuckers are listening. Um, and this is for the last, like, four months, so if you guys are like, you guys can read my shit, and I'm sorry, my bad, next week might be better, or later this week will be better, I'm not sure. Um, so the top cities, let's go. Uh, Lafayette, LA, Louisiana, I think, at number 10. Oslo, Norway, at number 9, hey guys. Uh, Meridian, Idaho, at number 8. Boise, Idaho, at 7. Johnson City, Tennessee, at number 6. Roswell, Georgia, oh, I think that's right, right? Um, at five, Hendersonville, Tennessee, at number four, Mountain View, California, at three, Chicago, Illinois, for number two, uh, say hi to my friend Sam Lounsbury, if you can, and numero one is San Francisco, California, and I think you guys took back your top spot, which is great, but you have, you have, uh, Chicago right on your ass. Okay, so what the fuck happened with Second Samuel so far? Um, this'll be probably the review episode I'll get, like, that it will be in lieu of and also a part of uh, what I usually do for the end of books and things. Just so that everybody can just be like, oh, well, he fucked up on Second Samuel. But that'll just be part of the journey, right? Um. So here's what I'm going to do. And it's going to be kind of boring, but you know, I'm I'm reading the Bible for the first fucking time. So uh, I found a spark notes of the uh, second book of Samuel. So when we start to get to shit that I don't remember, really, which might be the first paragraph... Um, I'll probably just stop and we'll hop right into, uh, chapter 19, uh, and 19 and 20 of, uh, second, second Samuel, which we're, I mean, we're almost done. There's only 24. Um, so depending on how, how we go, I might go a bit further and we might just wrap it up on the next episode. Uh, and then we move on to what the fuck is it? Judges? Kings? I'm not sure. Um, Kings, Kings one and two. Oh, fuck Kings. Kings 1 and 2 and Chronicles 1 and 2 after that. And then we start to get into names and such. But at the point where we start getting into names and we start getting into slowly but surely moving our way to the New Testament, which apparently is a lot of people's like bread and butter. So, uh, second book of Samuel. Here we go. Upon learning of Saul's defeat by the Philistines, David sings a song lamenting the deaths of Saul and his friend Jonathan. Okay, I kind of remember that. Because um, like Jonathan was like the brother. and he just kind of helped him out with this whole thing and wasn't Saul the one trying to kill David most of the time? I think there was. David goes to Hebron where his followers in the southern and the southern tribe of Judah anoint him as king. All right, I do remember this. Meanwhile, Saul's chief commander Abner garners the support of the northern tribes and instates Saul's son, uh, Ishbosheth. Ishbosheth. Okay. As king of Israel. Okay, so we're getting like a king uh, King David and we're getting King Ishbosheth, right? Um uh, a war ensues between the conflicting regimes, uh, played out in a series of small hand-to-hand contests between Abner's men and the army of Job, Joab, I guess, uh, David's general. Yeah, I remember Joab. He was super badass. I think he dies. Uh, when Ishbosheth falsely accuses Abner of sleeping with one of the royal concubines, Abner defects to David's court. That happened? All right. Uh, David welcomes Abner's support. Abner convinces the other tribes to recognize David claims the throne. Joab, however, seeks revenge for his brother's earlier death at Abner's hands, and he stabs Abner in secret. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, David's public censure of Joab and mourning for Abner wins Israel's respect. Uh, and two of Ishbosheth's men betray their ruler by presenting David with the severed head of the northern king. Oh, shit. Man, like, <laughs> I should just follow this along. Uh, David is horrified that they have killed an innocent man, and he publicly executes these men. I kind of remember that. Um, He's like, ho, 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 you guys have gone a little uh, out of your way. Uh, The United Tribes declare David king of Israel. Okay, yeah, I do remember that. Uh, David leads the Israelites in conquering the city of Jerusalem. All right, I do kind of remember that. Uh, A Canaanite stronghold lingering in the heart of Israel's territory. He erects his palace there and calls it the city of David, right? Or Zion. I, this is all coming back to me. Growing in power, David quells the ever-present Philistine threat in a decisive military victory. I do remember, like, the, the, we have killed all the Philistines, but the Philistines came back. <laughs> I do remember those. Uh, with the help of 30,000 Israelites, David brings the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem in an elaborate procession. Doesn't it get stolen again or something? Amidst shouting and music, David dances and leaps in front of the Ark... To the embarrassment uh, of his wife, Michal. I don't know why. Oh, doesn't she leave? Uh, Doesn't she like, fuck this guy, and just gets out of here? David rebukes her, claiming uh, that he will humiliate himself as much as he wants, so long as it pleases God. Oh, yeah, okay, I do remember this. And he's like, fuck you, I'll do what I want, because God is good. And he's going to make me do these things. Um... Which is a weird sort of lesson to be throwing at this. But you know what? We're going to we're gonna go from there. God is pleased that David has made such a permanent home for the Ark and reveals a message to David's prophet, Nathan. God vows to grant Israel rest from foreign opposition and promises that the kingdom of David will last forever. I really hope so. With Joab's services, uh, David subdues the nations of the surrounding area, expanding Israel's borders while developing diplomatic relations with the neighboring kingdoms. Great. Uh, one day David watches a woman bathing from a rooftop of his palace. Up, uh, we're starting to get to where I think we are. He summons the woman, Bathsheba, yep, and has sex with her. Yeah! Uh, and the woman becomes pregnant. Damn it. Uh, unable to disguise his indecision, indiscretion, sorry, indecision. Ah, uh, should I? I don't know. David sends her husband. Oh, Urea, yeah, he dies on the battlefield. What a dick, I do remember that. Uh, yeah, he's like, oh, uh, that's your husband, uh, he's going to the front lines. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, David marries Bathsheba, but Nathan confronts the king, uh, about his wrongdoing. Yeah. Nathan tells the parable about a wealthy man who steals a poor man's only prized sheep. Uh, a story I remember reading and going like, the fuck does this mean? David is outraged by such selfish, selfishness. And Nathan informs David that the parable is about him. Holy fuck! Uh, Nathan predicts that God will bring calamity on David's household. David repents for his wrongdoings, but despite his fasting and praying, Bathsheba's son dies during childbirth. Well, I, not to be awful, but it sounds like that was the, the, the penance. Afterward, David and Bathsheba have another son, Solomon. I bet he. Yeah, I do remember being like, oh, he probably comes into play. Because we have Song of Solomon in, like, several books. Uh, David's other uh, older son falls in love with his half-sister. Aha. Tamar. Yeah, I remember this. <laughs> and he rapes her. Fun. David is furious but does nothing. Hmm. Instead, Tamar's brother, Absalom, invites Amon to go out to the country where he and the other Dav- and David's other sons murder Amon. Which I think we remember that episode having a lot of cheering. Going like, yeah, fuck that guy. Which was probably also a part of like, who the fuck was Amon? Uh, Anyway, uh, Absalom flees to a remote city for three years, but David, after mourning for Ammon, allows his son Absalom to return back to Jerusalem. All right, I think we're getting real real close to where we're at. Absalom plots a conspiracy. Oh, yeah, because there's this whole, like, we're going to kill everything. Uh, Forming an army and winning the hearts of the Israelite people through displays of warmth and kindness. Supported by David's chief counselor, Absalom goes to Hebron, where his followers pronounce him king. Yeah, I mean, like, fuck, goddammit, Absalom. Uh, informed of this event, David flees from Jerusalem with his men, and the people of the countryside weep as he marches by. That's right, because the, like, the army that's marching on there is apparently, like, hundreds of thousands, right? One of Saul's relatives, however, curses and throws stones at the band, gloating over David's demise. David forbids his attendants to, pu- to punish the man. Because, you know, grief, and going like, yep, we, we deserve this. You know. Um, Absalom enters Jerusalem where, in a display of defiance, he has sex with David's concubines. Alright, we're getting real close, because I remember being like, fuck yeah! Absalom aides advise him to attack David immediately, but one of David's officials, pretending to support Absalom, persuades Absalom to wait. This delay gives David time to muster an army, and his forces kill 20,000 of Absalom's forces in the forest of Ephraim. I do kind of remember this. Uh, riding along, Absalom catches his head in the branches of a tree... Yeah, and he, like, hangs himself, right? Uh, Joab ignores David's instructions to treat Absalom gently and drives three spears into Absalom's hanging body. Yup. Uh, when, fuck, when, uh, sorry, the site's, like, doing that, like, oh, new ad's popping up or something, so it, like, shifted. Uh, when David is notified of Absalom's death, he weeps, screaming rapidly, Oh, my son, Absalom. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, well, maybe uh, that's where we're at. Um, cause it gave me a time or a a stamp of 19 something. So we're, we're right there. Okay. Sorry. Slight spoilers, but that's where we're at. Okay. Um, so that's where we will be. Uh, let's jump into, uh, uh, chapter 19 of, of Samuel two or second Samuels. All right. Everybody ready? You, you still got a bit of your commute left whatever, uh, fucking great. So chapter 19, and it was told Joab, behold, the king weepeth and mourneth for Absalom. Okay, good. So we're actually not too terribly, terribly far from what we were at. And the victory that day was turned into mourning unto all the people. For the people heard say that day how the king was grieved for his son. Fair. And the people gathered them by stealth that day into the city as people being ashamed steal away when they flee in battle. Uh, So it sounds like they did they get people back in Jerusalem, but the king covered his face and the king cried with a loud voice. Oh, my son, Absalom, oh, Absalom, my son, my son. And Joab came into the house to the king. I thought Joab died Uh, and said, hast thou shamed this day the faces of all thy servants, which this day have saved thy life and the lives of thy sons and thy daughters and the lives of thy wives and the lives of thy concubines. Wow, Joab's just laying it on thick for David. And that thou lovest thine enemies and hatest thy friends, for thou hast declared this day that thou regardest neither princes nor servants. For this day I perceive that if Absalom had lived and all we had died this day, then it had pleased thee well. Eh, That's kind of a little unfair, isn't it? I mean, Absalom is his son, despite the fact the, like, you know, kind of betrayal and taking over the city that he, um, that he, that he had, Right. Um, so, I mean, there is the betrayal sort of thing there, but, like, you can't really fault a dude for his son, right? I mean, can you? I don't know. Question to the Twitter. Um, and that thou lovest thine, oh, sorry, my bad. And therefore arise, go forth, and speak comfortably unto thy servants. For I swear by the Lord, if thou go not forth, there will not tarry one with thee this night and that will be worse unto thee than all the evil that befall thee from thy youth until now. I guess it's fine counsel to be like, hey, you need to, the, the, the needs of the many uh, outweigh the needs of your, even your son, the few. Um, which I can kind of get, but Ugh. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of insensitive, I think. Um, but maybe, you know, different time, different places of just like, hey, f- motherfucker, you're still the king. <coughs> and if you want to be the king and you want to stay that way, um, you'd better fucking get into this. Um, regardless, you need to talk to the people that have basically taken back your, your kingdom, your, your throne. Um, then the king arose, sat in the gate. And told unto all the people, saying, Behold, the king doth sit in the gate. And all the people came before the king, for Israel had fled every man to his tent. Okay. Uh, and all the people were in strife throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, The king saved us out of the hand of our enemies, and he delivered us out of the hand of the Philistines. And now he is fled out of the land of Ab- for Absalom. Hmm. So, um, maybe I don't quite did he? He's hanging out in the gate. So did he flee the city? Is he just outside the gate or is he just kind of hanging out being like, well, if anybody wants to know what's going down, um, here we are. (laughs) Um, But it seems like the people are like, hey, David's still a pretty fucking rad dude. Like, (laughs) Let's not forget. Uh, And Absalom, whom we anointed over us, is dead in battle. Now, therefore, why speak ye not a word of bringing the king back? Okay. Because at this point they're just like, well, one's down. We might as well bring back the old dude, right? And King David sent to Zadok and to Abiathar, the priests, saying, Speak unto the elders of Judah, saying, Why are ye the last to bring the king back to his house? Seeing the speech of all Israel is come to the king, even to his house. Yeah, why are you two fuckers last? Uh, You are my brethren, you are my bones and my flesh. Wherefore then are ye last to bring back the king? That's a good one. I mean, that's a really good quote there, being like, "You're, You're supposed to be right there with me, man, and you are the last. Uh, people I don't even know are chanting my name to be like, "Hey, come back and be king." It seems, um, but you two, strongest supporters, brothers, even don't. So what the fuck? And say, uh, and say ye to Amasa, "Art thou not of my bone and of my flesh? God do so to me and more also, if thou be not captain of the host before me continually in the room of Job, Joab." I don't know. And he bound the heart of all the men of Judah, even as the heart of one man, so that they sent this word unto the king. Return thou and all thy servants. Go to the king returned and came to Jordan. And Judah came to Gilgal uh, to go meet the king and conduct the king over Jordan. Cool. Wait, I'm, um, wait, did they, what? Hold on. So, you know, everybody kind of looked down. It's like, oh, okay, everybody can, you? um, Gilgal, go meet the king, connect have the king over Jordan. I mean, they, they passed the river Jordan several times, right? <laughs> like you know, We're going to have to cross this shit. Uh, and Shimei, the son of Gera, a Benjamite, uh, was of Beharim, hasted and came down with the men of Judah to meet King David. Neat. Hope he got a picture. And there were a thousand men of Benjamin with him, and Zeba, the servants of the house of Saul, and his fifteen sons and his twenty servants with them. Prolific, motherfucker. And they went over Jordan before the king. Okay, uh, and there went over a ferry boat to carry over the king's household, and to do what he thought good. Okay, and Shimei the son of Gera fell down before the king, and he was, as he came over the Jordan. Okay, and he said unto the king, Let not my lord Im- impute iniquity on unto me. Neither do thou remember w- that which thy servant did perversely the day. Uh, that my lord the king went out of Jerusalem, that the king should take it to his heart. Uh, is that like a don't worry to about it, man? For thy servant doth know that I have sinned. Therefore, behold, I am come the first this day of all the house of Joseph to go down to meet my lord the king. Okay. So, okay, we got this dude. He's showing up from the Benjamite clan. He's like, hey, I'm here, motherfucker. Um... And all of my father's house were but dead men before my lord the king. Yet didst thou send thy servant among them that did eat at thine own table? What right, therefore, have I yet to cry any more unto the king? Ah. Uh, got it, I think. So he's showing up to be like, hey, fucker, like, my, my people, my clan died for you. Many of them did. And uh, you can't be bothered to ask them to come to the table? <laughs> so why should I call you king? Fair, if I'm reading it right, which I'm probably not, but you know, it sounds cool. Uh, and the king said unto him, Why speakest thou any more of thy matters? I have said, Thou and Ziba divide the land. Wow, wouldn't it be like, Hey, fuck off. I told you what to do. And Mephibosheth, uh, yeah. Said unto the king, "Yea, let him take all, for as much as my lord the king is come again unto in peace, unto his own house." Cool. Ah, uh, and Barzillai the Gileadite came down from Rojlim, Cool, and went over Jordan with the king to conduct him over Jordan. Cool, and Barzillai was a very aged man, even fourscore years old. Holy shit, he was medium-mid-age, mid- <laughs> and, and provided the king of susten- sustenance when he lay at name, for he was a very great man. Cool. And the king said unto Barzillai, Come thou over with me, and I will feed thee with me in Jerusalem. All right. I'm just a little lost as to what the fuck is happening. Uh, And Barzillai said unto the king, how long have I to live that I should go up with the king into Jerusalem? Apparently we've moved away from Jerusalem. Is that what they meant by like, we went here, we went here, and we'd cross the, the Jordan. And then people are like, should we keep crossing the Jordan? Where the fuck are you going, fucking David? Is that what that is? I'm assuming. Um but hey, you know Barzalai has a good point right like how the fuck long do i have to live i can't make it back to fucking jerusalem um uh, anyway i i i am this day 4 score years old and can i discern between good and evil i would certainly hope so um can thy servant taste what I eat and what I drink? Uh, sure, fuck it. Can I hear any more the voice of singing men and singing women? Are you fucking deaf? Clearly not, so you can. Wherefore, then, should I, thy servant be yet a burden unto my lord the king? I invited you to dinner. Thy servant will go a little way over Jordan with the king, and why should the king recompense it me with such a reward? Like, oh, yeah, because I'm the fucking king and I want to. Let thy servant, I pray thee, turn back again, and I may die in mine own city and be buried in, my grave of my fa- in the grave of my father and of my mother. But behold thy servant, Shimham, okay. let him go over with my lord the king and do to him what shall seem good unto thee. OK, all this just to you just hand over a servant so that you can die. Why would you make a trek all the way over there just to go like, nah, I'm going to die. So take him and I'm going to go over there and I'm going to just pass the fuck out. And the king answered, joke, fuck you. OK, Jim Hamm shall go over with me. You should have thought of this before. And I will do to him. Oh, yeah, that which shall seem good unto thee. Yeah, you will. And whatsoever thou shall, shall require of me, that will I do for thee. Okay, so he's still paying a favor, I guess. But it seems super backwards, doesn't it? And all the people went over Jordan. And when the king has come over, the king kissed Barzillai and blessed him. And he returned unto his own place. (sighs) Cool. Then the king went on to Gilgal. And Shemhem went on with him. And all the people of Judah conducted the king and also half the people of Israel. Why aren't we just back in fucking Jerusalem, man? And behold, all the men of Israel came to the king and said unto the king, Why have our brethren, the men of Judah, stolen thee away and have brought the king and his household none of David's men with him over Jordan? Oh, good. These people have the same question I do. And all the men of Judah answered the men of Israel, because the king is near to, of kin to us. Wherefore then be ye angry for this matter. Have we eaten at all of the king's cost or hath he given us any gift? I, I, I'm, that doesn't really answer the, the thing of like his generosity or his his gift giving but why the fuck are we just are you guys not in goddamn Jerusalem were you ousted kinda i guess but like all he david had to do it seemed was just tell the people being like hey hey we did it thanks everybody i hold you in my highest esteem even though my son has died let me go and mourn, and I'll have a great time. He probably could have done that, and he could have been in like, uh, his palace and stuff. And I'm still wondering why make this asshole of a trek, because it seems like he's hauling a whole bunch of people out of the city, and probably not ten or twenty, but probably in the couple thousands, because, let's face it, the Bible's a little on the epic side. <sighs> anyway, and the men of Israel answered the men of Judah, and said, We have ten parts in the king, Ooh. and we have also <clears throat> more right in David than ye okay why then did he despise us we're asking questions motherfucker that our advice should not be first and in bringing back our king uh and the words of the men of judah were fiercer than the words of the men of israel i'm sure (laughs) let me hop back into the spark notes um let's see if this will answer some questions In the frustration of his officials, David shows mercy to all of Absalom's supporters who approach him for forgiveness, especially Absalom's commander, Amasa. Oh. That's who Amasa is. Okay. David sends messengers to the leaders of Judah, and the tribe welcomes him back to Jerusalem. Great. The remaining uh, tribes, Absalom's chief supporters, fear that David will be angry with them. Fair. Uh, Okay. So, and we're jumping ahead still, but like... Whatever. Okay, so he's traveling around and everyone's kind of getting a thing going. Neat. Okay. So, uh, yeah, chapter 20 now. Turn your books if you can. Uh, and there happened to be there uh, a man of Belial, ooh, whose name was Sheba, the son of Berchi, a Benjaminite. And he blew a trumpet and said, We have no part in David, neither have we inheritance in the son of Jesse. Every man to his tents, O Israel. Okay. So every man of Israel went up after David and followed Sheba, the son of Birchi, but the men of Judah clave unto their king, from Jordan even to Jerusalem. Again, the thought, why not return to Jerusalem? But hey, David, you do you. And David came to his house at Jerusalem, never mind, looks like he is still doing him, and the king took the ten women, his concubines, and had a fucking rad orgy, cause walking through the desert makes a man fucking thirsty. Whom he had left to keep the house, and put them in ward, and fed them, oh good, and went not in unto them, weird. So they were shut up unto the day of their death, living in widowhood, oh, huh, well, I mean, of the ways to go, I guess that's kind of great. Then said the king to Amasa Assemble the men of Judah within three days, and now here be present. So Amasa uh, went to assemble the men of Judah, but he tarried longer than the said time which he had anoint- appointed him. He had a lot of people to gather. Give him some slack. Three days to get some fuckers together? <clears throat> and David said to Abishai, Now shall Sheba, the son of Birchi, do us more harm than did Absalom. Take thou thy lord's servants, and pursue after him, lest he get him fenced cities, and escape us. Uh-huh. Yeah, bring him back, so that he doesn't, you know, fuck over. Some things. And there went out after him Joab's men, and the Cherethites, and the Pelethites, and all the mighty men. And they went out of Jerusalem to pursue after Sheba, the son of Berchi. Still not really sure what Sheba really did, because it seems like he showed up, and then he was like, oh, fuck, i got to leave. I'm really kind of concerned, but it seems like someone left out a really important part in this particular book. When they were at the great stone, which is Gibeon, Amasa went before him, and Joab's garment uh, that he had put on was girded unto him, and upon it a girdle with a sword fastened upon his loins, in a sheath thereof. And as he went forth, it fell out. Well, not a very good sheath then, is it? And Joab said to Amasa, Aren't thou an heathen, my brother? If Joab took Amasa by the beard with a right hand to kiss him. Oh, wait. And Joab took Amasa by the beard with a right hand to kiss him. Ooh. We're getting kind of ooh. But Amasa took no heed of the sword that was in Joab's hand. So he smote him therewith in the fifth rib. Let's see. Which one is that? Right in the bottom here. Uh, and he died. Uh, oh, we uh fifth rib and shed out his bowels in the ground and struck him again. Not again, and he died. So we one stab done, which is it's a good stab. The fifth rib is probably the best place to do it, right up there with like cutting off heads and hearts and things. As far as belly wounds go, fifth rib, right there. So Joab and Abishai, his brother, pursued after Sheba, the son of Birchi. Okay, so. Uh, so Joab kills Amasa. Uh, yeah. Okay. And one of Joab's men stood by him and said, "He that favoreth Joab, and he that is for David, let him go after Joab." Uh, okay. So it's just a it, it's a it's a scale sort of thing. But like, if you like Joab and you like David, you should probably still go for Job, Joab. Joab. And Amasa wallowed in blood in the midst of the highway. He's not dead? Hold on a second. It said in ten up there, and he died. All right, maybe we're just hopping back to like, uh, they left him on the highway, and he's uh, gonna die here in a minute. Uh, it's the highway. And when the man saw that all the people stood still, he removed Amasa out of the highway into the field and cast a cloth upon him, when he saw that everyone that came by him stood still. Oh, they all kind of maybe liked him or something. or was like, nah, there he is. Uh, when he was removed out of the highway, all the people went on after Joab to pursue after Sheba, the son of Birchi. So, yes, he does die, but, like, that was a weird organizational thing. Uh, and he went through all the tribes of Israel and to Abel and to Beth-Machach and all the Berites. Cool. And they were gathered together and went also after him. Cool, and they came and besieged him and Abel of uh, Beth Macach, and they s- cast up a bank against the city, and it stood in the s- in the trench, and all the people that were with Joab battered the wall to throw it down. Yeah, then cried a wise woman out of the city, "Here, here! I s- uh, say, I pray you, cried and uh, pray you unto Joab, come near hither, and I may speak with thee." Oh, oh, okay. And when he was come near unto her, the woman said, Aren't thou Joab? And he answered, I am he. Uh, Then she said unto him, Hear the words of thine handmaid. And he answered, I, yeah, okay, fucking speak up. I do hear. And she spake, saying, "Uh, They were wont to speak in old times, saying, They shall surely ask counsel at Abel. uh, And so they ended the matter. Uh, Okay, cool. I am one of them that are peaceable and faithful in Israel. Now seekest to destroy a city and a mother in Israel. Why wilt thou swallow up the inheritance of the Lord? Good question from the old lady. And Joab answered and said, Far be it, far be it from me that I should swallow up or destroy. The matter is not so, but a man of Mount Ephraim, Sheba, the son of Berchi by name, hath lifted up his hand against the king. Did he? Even against David, deliver him only, and I will depart from the city. And the woman said unto Joab, Behold, his head shall be thrown to thee over the wall. I hope we've seen this guy. Then the woman went unto all the people in her wisdom, and they cut off the head of Sheba the son of Birchi, and cast it out to Joab. And he blew a trumpet, and they retired from the city, every man to his tent, and Joab returned to Jerusalem unto the king. All right, hey, things move quickly here, I guess. Now Joab was all over the was over all the host of Israel, and Benaniah, the son of Jehoiada, Jehoi Iada, was over the Cherethites and over the Pelethites. Cool. And Adoram was over the uh, over the tribute, and Jehoshaphat, the son of uh, Ahulud, was recorder, and Sheva, not Sheva or Sheba. Uh, was scribe. And Zadok and Abiath- Abiathar, Abiathar were the priests. And Ira also, the uh, Jerathite, was a chief ruler uh, about David. Neat. Those last four or five, uh, how useful were they? How we looking? Hey, this is a pretty good long episode. Um, Yeah, those were those two particular chapters. Uh, We're kind of getting back into it, guys, and I hope you guys enjoyed. And girls and thems and However you identify, um, yeah. So we're gonna let's see. So next time might be later this week. I'm not sure. Um, we're gonna do 21, 22, and then 23, 24, and then that's that's it for Samuel. Um, I'll put in here that this was kind of a review episode. Um, and we'll move along. So. Uh, thank you all for listening so much. Please leave a review of five stars if you can on Apple uh, Podcasts. And you've been gospeled to by the stupid. <laughs>